Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Morning Rays of Grace. Guys, okay, this is week two of God is Love. Remember last week I was telling you guys that I had recorded a lot more. So this is just the continuation of last week. So once you hear it, it's going to be in a weird place. Um, But that's okay. Just go back and listen to last week's and then run into this week. So don't worry about that. But again, we are going to be talking about some of the barriers of experiencing the fullness of God's love. And again, I pray that this word, um, this message, um, just puts you in a place of of reverence for God, of um, love for Him, and to drive you to His feet for healing and restoration, and of course, love. So enjoy this series. I'm really feeling a week three, but we'll see. Okay, but again, just enjoy um, this week's episode, and I pray that it blesses you. said let's go to the word let's go to isaiah 58 and 11 that reads the lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail so it says the lord will guide you continually guide is of action verb so in order to be to guide someone that person has to follow so you have to be a follower of the lord continually if he's going to guide you continually you have to follow him continually not just sometimes but all the time on a continuous basis and he's going to satisfy your soul with drought in drought satisfy means to be fulfilled you know it means to fill up So many of us are empty, we feel depleted, we feel broken, we feel this, we feel that. It's not a fullness, a fullness of hurt maybe. We're full of crap, (laughs) full of sin, full of doubt, full of worry, full of fear, but that doesn't satisfy. To be satisfied means to be filled with goodness, to be filled with good things. And to satisfy our soul, our mind, will, and emotions, they will be full. (laughs) Our emotions will be full. Our minds will be full. Our will will be fulfilled to do his will. It'll be in alignment to the will of God. And it says in drought. Hold on. What's drought? Emptiness. Like a parched land. Something that's scorched. What can... And let's look at drought as in our own soul, like the drought of our soul, the drought of our emotions. Like, man, I am tired. I am hurt. I am burned by sin, my own sin, other sin, sin in general. My heart is burned. I don't have nothing left. (laughs) My heart is shattered. I don't have anything else. But he can satisfy us in that. And that is what happened to me when I prayed and I cried out to God. And he satisfied me in my drought. 
in the drought of my emotions, in my hurt, in my pain. Let's look at it on a bigger scope. The drought of humanity, the emotions of humanity, the mindset of humanity, when everyone has empty and wicked thoughts, but you're going around, you're joyful, you happy, they mad, they upset because your joy bothers them. God can satisfy you even around others' emptiness, loneliness, sadness. Everyone around you is in an emotional drought and a soul drought. But you, you well watered. You good. But I'm sure it's hard to live in that still. To be that light in darkness. To be healed in the midst of broken people. To continue to walk by faith and not by sight. (laughs) When everything around you seems dark. When everyone around you seems dark and depleted. For you to offer living water. The living water of Christ to those around you. And maybe it's not the, hey, can I introduce you to Jesus? Can I I preach to you about you? Maybe it's not like that. Maybe it's in the marketplace. You know? With, hey, I I don't want to shame about saying Jesus' name. Okay? Even in the marketplace. However, they are mostly looking at your life and how you're going to live it out. How you're going to love them despite of their despisement towards you. How you are going to pour into them regardless of them trying to pull out from you (laughs) and deplete you. Because let's go back to the scripture. It says, and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. So your waters ain't even going to fail. If you know what a spring is, a water spring in the dictionary, it is this body of water that gets sourced from underground, that gets its water source from under the ground. Where you get your water source from? Like you get your source from Christ. (laughs) You have a supernatural source and it does not fail. It does not run out. So if you run out of the living water, honey... That's on you. (laughs) That's on you. And you have to continue to draw. I'm just thinking about the lady at the well. Just like, this what ain't going to hit. This ain't going to satisfy you. But I know. Living water. I can offer you living water. And just like they had to continue going to the well... We can continue going to the well, the well of God that lives within us. So before we move on, I wanted to highlight watered garden and the word watered means to saturate. So you have this word that means to to fully saturate, like drenched, you're drenched. And before we talked about a drought, like parched, empty, where the water at? 
and to be filled, to be fulfilled, to be saturated with God, a saturated garden. And I also want to highlight the word garden. One of the definitions for that figuratively is of a bride. So you are a well-watered bride. Like you are fully satisfied in all areas. And God takes care of his people. You can be saturated by the love of God in a parched land where there is no love at all. And most of us is like, well, the Bible says we got to guard our heart. Mm-mm. Ain't let nobody in. I ain't going through that again. I got to guard my heart. Guard your heart. Ah, guard it. Honey, you're not guarding your heart. You're guarding your hurt. All of that hurt that is built up in that nasty heart, the wicked heart. All you guarding is hurt. And the hurt can only take us so far. (laughs) And oftentimes it leads us into the wrong places. And places God never intended us to go. But God is still faithful in that. He will still use it. He will still redirect you. He will still wait for you. He will still be patient with you. Because when we hold on to hurt, we don't have room for our true heart, for the true us. Let's read Proverbs 4 and 23 in the NIV version. It says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. The NKJV says, keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it springs the issues of life. And we know that the word diligent means to guard, to keep watch. And that's what other translations have translated to like, like to keep watch like a jail guard. Like I'm, I'm watching, I'm watchful. And the word heart is our inner man. Like the way we live out life, because it says out of it flows the issues of life, which means the sources of life. And we want life to come out of us, not death. (laughs) We want healing to come out of us, not hurt. We want love to come out of us, not hate. So yes, guard your heart from deception. Guard your heart from the lies of the enemy. Guard your heart from complaining. Guard your heart from negative thinking. Guard your heart from sinning against God. Guard your heart. Don't hide it. Don't keep it. (laughs) Because it says to love the Lord your God with all your heart. And how can you love him if you got it? You guarding it from, from good things. Instead of bad things, the things of that are not of God. So God is love. And we know that by 1 John 4. Let's read 1 John 4, 7 through 9. 
And it reads, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. And we know that Christ died for us, right? We know that he took the lashes and the beating and that we would never be able to repay him. We would never be able to give our lives in the manner that he did. We would not be able to pay our own ways for the wages of sin is death. And he paid that for us. So with his love, his sacrifice, we are able to love him as well as love others. And besides heartbreak, I want to mention another barrier that keeps us from experiencing the fullness of God's love, which is fear. Not to be confused with timidity, but of course, spirit of fear as well. But even in that same chapter of 1 John chapter 4, it talks about how there is no fear in love. Let's read scripture 17 through 19. And I do encourage you to read the whole chapter of 1 John 4, just full of love, okay? And it reads, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment but he who fears has not been made perfect in love we love him because he first loved us. Guys, when I tell you this scripture freed me a few years ago because I was dealing with the unbelief, <laughs> the negative thoughts of, man, I always get the short end of the stick in life. Am I going through this because God is punishing me? Am I doing something wrong? Um, Just this fear of guilt pretty much like man I'm, I know what am I doing wrong and I know so many of us still go around like man what am I doing wrong I must be doing something wrong that's why I'm going through this yeah it could be it could be your sin it could be however those that are in Christ are not condemned especially if you're walking in the spirit Okay, especially if you are going in the direction of God and doing what he has called you to do. Yes, when we obey God, we're going to meet trials and tribulations. We're going to meet the devil and the enemy who doesn't want us to be in the vicinity of God, who doesn't want us to be in the presence of God, who don't want us going down the narrow path. He wants us to go down the broad path where everybody else is going. So, of course, wherever you go, you're going to meet opposition. But it's not always the case for you to be like, man, something going on, something. I, I did something wrong. I did something wrong. That is Satan. That is the enemy tormenting your mind. 
I used to think, man, am I really saved? Am I saved? Like, oh my God, that is demonic thinking. Thank God I don't think like that no more. (laughs) Because it's so burdensome. It's so heavy. It is fear. And perfect love, it casts it out. God's love casted it out of me. He removed it. And I read this scripture a hundred times, but it took one for me to be free. It took that one time in that one particular moment. Well, Holy Spirit was been like, okay, enough is enough. <laughs> You're out of here saying <laughs> bye. And again, I felt so much freedom. Like, man, you do love me. Like, man, I'm not being tormented. Like, man, you are with me in the fire. And even with the negative thought of, I always get a short end of the sit. When I tell you, I used to think that a lot. Like, that would be a ruminating thought. I was just in prayer one day, and God was like, stop. Don't you ever say that again. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. Like, got me right together. So I don't think that not only in my my mind, but I don't think that in my heart. I don't get the short end of the stick. I'm loved by God. (laughs) How is that a short end of anything? That is abundance. That is life. That is love. I don't know why I'm so aggressive in this video. (laughs) I'm very passionate about it because... Man, I've journeyed this quest to find all of God. To love all of God. To experience all the love that he has for me. And I'm still on it. But I can share the things that he's taught me, the freedom that I've experienced with every thought. Every distorted thinking, every unbelief, every lie that he's destroyed only by his power, only by his spirit. So let God complete his work. Let him complete love within you. Because only he can do it because he is love. You know, we look to outside sources to be our love source, to to be our main source of love. And yes, we are called to be in community. We are called to be the body of Christ, one with Christ and Christ 
Yes. But the first commandment is to love the Lord with all your heart, mind, strength. That's our first commandment. Now, it wouldn't be God if he didn't, like the scripture said, he loved us first. (laughs) So, of course, he loves us with all of his being, with all of his spirit. He loves us. He demonstrated that time and time again, actually, (laughs) in so many different ways. But the ultimate way is through his son, Jesus Christ. For dying. For paying the wage of our sin. So that we don't have to pay it. After committing a sin. Hey, let me get that death up off you. Let me get that. No. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. (laughs) I'm covered. You're covered. Live covered. Live loved. That means don't keep sinning. That means sacrifice your life. Sacrifice your love. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. And the last thing I want to speak about is the love deficit in our humanity, in this world. And what we actually love more than God. It is in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. And it reads, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people turn away. You're probably like, what's wrong with loving myself? Isn't that what the scripture says? The word they use there is like, you love yourself more than God. You love yourself more than anything. Like you are selfish and you are caught up in your own interests and not the interests of anyone else. Pride. No humility. But this is what our world is. These are descriptions of what people in our world are facing, are dealing with, are carrying. And let's be honest, some God people are too. We carry some of these qualities as well. But the thing with us, we have a God that teaches us differently. When we go to him, when we cry out to him, when we spend time with him. He transforms us. He changes us. He takes away the yoke, the burden, the unbelief as we continually spend time with him. 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your presence. We thank you for your spirit, God. We thank you for you being you. We thank you. And I just pray that each and every listener is able to experience your presence like never before. It's able to experience the fullness of your love, God. May we not fear. May we not grieve over the things of the past. May we not be selfish, but selfless. May we decrease so that you may increase, Lord God. May you fill us with your spirit, God. May you just be God in our lives. And I just pray that um, we get back to loving you because you first loved us. So again, we love you, God. We love you. 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 In the name of Jesus. Amen. See y'all next week. Hey, morning, rain, just